block sports. Big 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 block sports. We are live. This is the Big Block Sports Podcast. This is our first episode. Um, so I'm excited to talk some football this season. Uh, we got fans back. Um, we have 17 games instead of 16 games this year. So I've been messing up my record predictions all off season, um, and I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get it started. But first, let me set it off. Let me set it off, right? So we got the new season upon us. We got teams like the 49ers. We got teams like the Chiefs, the Titans. They're positioning themselves for greatness. Um, pick, pick your favorite teams out of each division. Teams are preparing for the Super Bowl right now. 14 teams are getting into the dance this year, seven from each division. But, but for some teams, 18 to be exact, there's another priority. And you know what that is. It's draft season, y'all. Mock drafts have already started and it got me thinking, you know, do you really want the number one overall pick? I mean, I mean, obviously, since the rookie Wade scale, um, it's gotten a lot less stressful. Um, the year, if you remember, 2010, Oklahoma Sam Bradford pocketed six year contract worth eighty six million dollars. Eighty six. And then the guarantee was 50 million, which was an NFL record. Um, then he went on to miss nearly two years with ACLs, two ACLs. And uh, even though I have my AA in accounting, I can tell you right now that is that is not that is not good math um, to pay someone 50 million dollars for them to miss two years of football. Um, so obviously the rookie wage scale softened the blow financially, but my thoughts are emotionally, right? The NFL draft, the number one overall pick is such a spectacle now, right? People flying from all over the world, right? Just to watch Roger Goodell get booed live. The immense pressure placed on the number one pick. 18, 19 years old, king of the campus is now nothing more than a rookie carrying helmets. And it's more than most humans will ever face. It's more than I've ever faced, you know, so I don't want to judge these dudes. Um, but now they're not only the face of of a billion dollar league like the NFL, they're they're the face of a multi-million dollar franchise. Um, but moreover, the face of a city, a region, a subset of America. Yes, Oakland. Jamarcus Russell represented your city well, didn't he? How'd that work out? Let's look at some recent number ones. I got the list here from Wikipedia. We got this year, Trevor Lawrence. We got Joe Burrow last year. We got Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, Miles Garrett, Jared Goff, Jameis Winston, Jadavian Clowney, Eric Fisher, Andrew Luck, Cam Newton, and we're back at Sam Bradford, which we just mentioned a couple of minutes ago. And where are they now, right? If I skip Lawrence, well, Burrow, we're not really sure. The jury's out. Tore up his knee. Why? Poor team, right? Nine times out of ten, number one pick is going to a trash team. You don't you don't always get the situation like, let's say, number three, Trey Lance, going to a Super Bowl contender, you know? 
Uh, look at the pick after before him. Zach Wilson, Jets, trash. Trevor Lawrence, Jacksonville, trash, right? So let's look at Kyler Murray. He's still trying to find his way. Does he have highlights? Absolutely. Is he talented? Absolutely. Poor coaching. He's trying to overcome it. Number one overall pick. Baker. Baker Mayfield. Surprise number one overall pick. A couple people called it. Most people were like, okay, let's see what happens. Is it happening? Will he get the contract? He's up for it. He probably deserves it. Does Cleveland have another option? I don't think so. I think they're going to be too good to be in the lower picks, right? To get a, a, a blue chip player. Um, but it also seemed like at one point, Baker had more commercials than wins. Let's just be honest. Miles Garrett, okay, certified, certified slam dunk. He's a win. That's one out of four, five so far, where we can certifiably say that was a great pick. Jared Goff. It's basically a bust. Till McVay started reading the defenses for him. They tried to give him more. Well, now he's in Detroit. Jameis Winston. Record-setting Jameis Winston, right? Brett Favre thought his interception record was safe, and Winston said, hold my beer. <laughs> I think he'll have a great year in New Orleans, um, but for the Bucks, what was he? You know, Was it worth it? Clowny. Jadavion Clowney. I don't know. And again, I don't I don't know these players personally. Um, this is not a, a personal digs. This is strictly football. But has he ever led the league in sacks? Has he come close? I know he's probably led the league in IR time. Eric Fisher, two Pro Bowls since 2013. Jury's out. Not sure. Andrew Luck, Andrew Luck. What happened? He decided retirement was better than blunt force trauma to his spleen and retired weeks before the season started. And finally, Cam Newton, the enigmatic one. And what is with the font that he uses on Instagram? That shit is annoying. Like, seriously. So Cam Newton, what was he? Obviously, excellent start to his career. Great year in 2015 when they went to the Super Bowl 2014 MVP Cam. But then what? What's happening? So I'm looking at you, Houston. I'm looking at you, Detroit. Jets, you paying attention? How about you, Jacksonville? You taking notes? You know, just because you got the number one pick this year doesn't mean you won't end up with the next year. But do you really want that number one overall pick? I'm not so sure. Not so sure. Let's get into the show. Let's get into the show. We got we got some great topics. I got I got three things I want to go over. Right. Obviously, we got our season preview. We got a couple storylines that I'll be looking at. Um, we got our NFL week one picks. And obviously, I'll be picking winners and losers. I'll also be looking at the spread for my Vegas people. Um, and then uh, we're going to get into my storylines, right? Because that's why we're here. We want to we hear stories. And that's what I want to bring to you guys. I want to bring to you guys stories. You guys get enough numbers. You guys get enough highlights. But I want to bring you things for this, right? That's why we watch sports. We watch sports because it stimulates our mind. <laughs> so let's let's look at the first storyline that I personally would be looking for. And, and I mentioned him earlier, Trevor Lawrence, Sunshine. 
right? Sunshine comes to the big leagues. He's basically been a number one overall pick his whole life, um, from high school to Elite 11 to college. Now he's in the pros. And I think for every rookie quarterback, right, so much has to do with fit, right? I think uh, the days of a rookie quarterback coming in and just carrying a team uh, are way too difficult. The NFL is way too competitive right now. Things are moving way too fast. The college game, are they really preparing players now, right? Offense alignment, do they have to block for much? Every team is running bubble screens all day. They block for two, three seconds, you know? Wide receivers, do they even run routes? They basically just run bubble screens and crosses and slants. Like, do they have a route tree in college? Quarterbacks, what's this? Set up the defense, look for the next play, look for the audible, right? Our quarterbacks are learning to read defenses like they should. Um, I think the college game is, 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 is different than the NFL game. I think the NFL is obviously trying to catch up, but I think it's a very different league. So, like I said, so much of uh, a rookie quarterback has to do with fit, right? Think about it. Derek Fisher, the coach. I mentioned Jared Goff earlier, the QB. Terrible fit until McVay came around, right? Fit worked. Kyler Murray. I mentioned him earlier. Cliff Kingsbury. Looked like a good fit on paper. You're like, hey, this guy said three, four years ago, if I got to pick, I'm taking Murray. The offense, right? Air raid. Spectacular. Patrick Mahomes, you know, run and gun, run and shoot, whatever you want to call the offense, right? On paper, it was it was excellent. It was like Super Bowl for Arizona. And then they got into games and Cliff realized, yo, I got to coach the defense too. Like I got to I got to make sure my defensive coach is on point. Too. Oh, 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 I got to call timeout here. Oh, I shouldn't have went for it on fourth down there. Um. Kyler can fix it. That's what Cliff is saying. Eh. Now, you know, now, last two years, they went and got DeAndre Hopkins. They went and got A.J. Green. They went and tried to bolster the defense with J.J. Watt. They let go of Patrick Peterson. But before that, Kyler can fix it. Yeah. Receivers? Eh. Larry Fitzgerald, we're good. Kyler can fix it. He'll run around. He'll make some plays. Wasn't a good fit. It's not a good fit. I don't think it's a good fit. They need a team around them. They need a coach that understands it's a team game. When I say fit, I think of Lamar Jackson. I think of John Harbaugh. Think of Greg Roman, right? Slash Greg Roman. Harbaugh slash Roman. Think about the history of his brother Jim with Cap. Roman was the offensive coordinator. Setting him up with the run and pass, right? Giving him easy outs. Same thing they're doing for Lamar. Minimizing his mistakes, emphasizing his strengths, running the ball, passes over the middle. And what what have they gotten out of it? Consistent playoffs, MVP of the league. So I feel like Lawrence is coming into a scenario like that. Urban Meyer has the pedigree. He understands the college game. Obviously, the organization doesn't have high expectations, but also it's an organization that's been willing to build and invest in the roster. So Lawrence, for me, I have him as an early offensive rookie of the year prospect, uh, along with Zach Wilson. So that's my first storyline of this upcoming season is Trevor Lawrence. Sunshine comes to the big leagues. Um, I also got Trevor Lawrence as a quarterback at one of my fantasy teams. So hopefully, 
Hopefully he does well and wins me some money. Next one, Houston. Houston, look at me, look at me, look. Houston, you, Texans, look at me. Texan fans, get your owners to look at me. What's the plan, bro? What are you guys doing over there? This is, is this like sim football? Like, what are you guys doing? Seriously, what's the plan, right? And, you know, you've seen that headline all over the web, you know, but, but what are they doing? You lose Hopkins. All right, you know, diva wide receivers, you can call him that, even though he negotiated his own contract. Like, is he really a diva? Like, you lose what? To the same team. Like, yo, block calls from Arizona. Like, what are you guys doing? And then you hire who? What's his name? Now, I'm not taking anything historically away from uh, David Cully? Cullens? Cully? I should have wrote his name down here because I don't know the dude's name. I'm going to call him the Houston Texans coach. But I know that historically he was, because I, I don't want to say I know this. I had the Wikipedia, the guy. I know that he was one of the first black quarterbacks uh, in college. Um, I didn't, don't quote me on what level of first black quarterback, but um, he was definitely uh, one of the first African-American quarterbacks. Um, so I, I, I shout him out for that. But has anyone seen this man on the sidelines before? I haven't. I mean, be fair, I'm not, I'm not necessarily, you know, checking for wide receiver coaches or assistant head coaches either. You know, this is my boy Wes Welker in San Francisco. But you hired him, right? Into the firestorm that is Deshaun Watson. Then let's let's talk further about uh the front office, right? Uh, we went from Bill O'Brien, who was basically the front office, terrible, Patriots outcast, right? To what? Another Patriot in Casario. McNair. You know, you can't just bring in people who work for the Patriots and think that, hey, we're going to be the Patriots South now. Doesn't work that way, bro. Doesn't work. Don't get me started on Jack Esterby. Just Google those names. I don't even have to say anything further. Just Google those names. But I'll finish again. Houston. What's the plan, bro? What are you doing? What's going on? Let me know something. If you know something, drop it in the comments. Drop me a DM on Instagram. If you know what Houston's plan is, let me know because I have no idea what the plan is. I don't. Honestly, I'm sorry. My last storyline, you know. You know I got to talk about my 49ers. You know. And it may not be the typical story that everybody wants to hear, right? Everybody wants to talk about Super Bowl, right? And I think we have a great opportunity to do that this season. But on everything. Oh, mama. <laughs> Please. Run that offense we saw against the Raiders in preseason, right? The, you saw it. Two quarterbacks. In and out, in and out, in and out. I know it was the Raiders. Raiders suck, you know, and they didn't have their starters, whatever. I, me personally, I love the preseason. They play hard every play. NFL careers are forged in the preseason. One play can make or break your career. Imagine Terrell Davis, if he never made that tackle on special teams, would, would he be the Hall of Famer that he was? I don't know, but he was in the preseason playing and that's why. It's also the opposite. One play and you see the whole, you see everybody stands. Yo, 
this dude's about to get cut. They don't even let him on the plane. They leave the bus leaves without him. They're like, yo, your release papers are at the locker. So I love preseason, right? Um, so I watch all the games to the end, to the very last whistle. Um, I love preseason. Uh, I never complain about preseason. Um, it's unfortunate when players get hurt in the preseason and not to go off on too much of a tangent, but yo, how are you getting good at football by not playing football, bro? Talk to me. What is this VR football that we doing? That's, I'll save that for another episode. But yeah, I saw Jimmy and Trey in and out, in and out. And you know what I thought of? Tim Tebow, Chris Leak at the University of Florida. It was ecstatic. Because that was a dynamic offense. Chris Leak would come in, throw the ball around. Tim Tebow would come in, run a couple people over, maybe throw the ball around, a little pop pass, because everybody thought he would run. It was unstoppable. And I'm a Jimmy guy. I'll be honest. A lot of people don't like Jimmy. A lot of people think, uh, you know, the 49ers are wrong for keeping Jimmy. A lot of people think it's a waste of money, you know, keeping Jimmy on the roster. I don't think so. I think, again, I'm a numbers guy. I've studied some accounting, looking at the probability of things. What's the probability? Probability is when Jimmy's in the game, we have a winning record. When Jimmy's not in the game, we have a losing record. That's it. What more is there to say? So I'm a Jimmy guy. I got a Jimmy jersey in the closet right now. Maybe I'll wear it one, one episode. Um, so I was a little bit at odds with the number three pick. You know, obviously with, with, with some people, and this is just humans in nature, right? Your loyalty overshadows your rational mind, and that's okay. Uh, but then we saw the best of both, best of, best of both worlds. Excuse me. Jimmy's in, timing passes, quick releases. Lance comes in, read option, threatening in the D-line, making the big uglies pick their poison. It was poetry in motion, right? What do the defenses prepare for? Jimmy showed he could run. I knew that. Maybe I didn't know that. Jimmy played linebacker in high school. He likes to hit, apparently. He took a big hit. He should have, but hey, he scored. It worked out. Right? Jimmy showed he can move. Lance can throw. Jimmy can throw. Lance can run. And I got to thinking, is this the next evolution of the game that we're seeing? Right? Remember, not so long ago, every team had one running back. Right? DeMarco Murray. Uh, if I go even further back, Thurman Thomas, Emmitt Smith. Emmitt Smith played the game with his shoulder hanging off his his, his shoulder, his arm, literally arm dangling. He could barely lift it. One running back. He's in the game. The whole game. First down, second down. Th what, what is a third down back? Scat back? What is that? No. It's one running back. And then everything changed, right? You got one running back now? Mm. It's not looking good. It's not looking good. So is this the next evolution? What about defense alignment, right? Rotations are a thing now. Waves. And waves, and waves of monsters coming at you. Philadelphia did it, right, when they beat the Patriots. 49ers did it. You look at the Tampa Bay Bucks. waves, waves and waves of defensive linemen, fresh, rested, ready to eat. Teams carry five, six, seven wide receivers right now, and they, and they all might play. Look at Kansas City. Some secondaries, right? Outside corner moves to the slot. Another guy comes off the bench. 
on passing downs. Nickelbacks come in. Evolution. Is that what we're seeing? Right? Is that is that what's happening? Is this the next jump from the NFL? Imagine how hard it is to prepare for Aaron Rodgers. How hard is to prepare for one quarterback? How are they face preparing for two? It's insane. So please, please. More two QB offense. <laughs> more of it, please. Those are the three storylines I'll be watching this week. Trevor, this year, excuse me. Trevor Lawrence, Houston, what are you doing? And 49ers, more quarterbacks, baby. More quarterbacks. Let me bring up my spreads here. Let's get into our week one picks. I'm going to change my little format here so I can see. Here we go. All right. Let's look at our spreads. Let's start with our first game, week one, Cowboys and Buccaneers. They got the Buccaneers minus eight. Basically, the Buccaneers are getting eight points. So if you don't really look at spreads, you don't really look at betting, usually the there's a, a, a minus number just to make it easy. One team is given a point, given points, because they think that team is better. So they're saying that even if they take away eight points from the Buccaneers, they will still beat the Cowboys. And that's how you bet. Now you may feel like, hey, of course the Buccaneers will win, but the Cowboys will keep it close. You could pick the Cowboys and win the spread. Let's say the game is a four-point game. If the spread is minus eight and you pick the Cowboys, well, you won because they were within that spread. Um, so I'm going to do two things. I'm going to pick the spread, and then I'm also going to pick a straight-up up-and-down winner, right? Who's going to win the game mm, separate from the spread? Um, so first, like I said, uh, current spread for the Buccaneers is minus eight. I would actually take the Cowboys with that spread. I think um, I think the Buccaneers week one aren't looking to run away with it early. I think they want to kind of maybe, I don't want to say hold back, but they don't want to show their, their cards against the Cowboys so early. Cowboys aren't going to be there at the end when they play the, when, when the NFC Championship happens. Cowboys... Maybe in the wild card, Cowboys could possibly also win the division. But I don't, I don't see the Buccaneers all being overly concerned about the Cowboys. I think they could beat them with their preseason game plan, honestly. Um, I know a lot of people are, are high on the Cowboys, mostly Cowboys fans, talking to you. Um, but I don't, I don't see the Buccaneers running away with it and winning by eight plus points. I, I would take from a spread standpoint, I would take the Cowboys. I, I could see it being a four point game, a three point game. Obviously, I, I, I know the Buccaneers are come out early, dominate the game. Cowboys will come back in some garbage time, throw up a couple bombs to CD Lamb on like the Buccaneers second string corners, whoop-de-doo, but they'll cover the spread. Now, winning Buccaneers, 100%. I don't even understand why people are giving the Cowboys a chance because of Dak Prescott. That's it. That's it. That's the only reason why. Dak Prescott. Did you did you not watch the season last year? Did you not watch the Super Bowl? There's there's no answer. There's no answer 
for the Buccaneers pass rush. And now the Cowboys don't have Zach Martin. Even before that, Zach Martin plays center. Some of the best rushers on um, the Buccaneers are on the outside. What's he going to do? He can't. He's, he's, are you going to pull Zach Martin to block Shaq Barrett or J JPP? You're not. I got the cowboy. I got the Cowboys on the spread, but I got the Buccaneers taking the game. Next game, Eagles and Falcons. The Falcons minus three. Meaning, again, the betters think the Eagles are going to win. Sorry, the Falcons are going to win, and they're fronting the Eagles three points. Um, and I actually feel like the Eagles are going to win. Um, so I would take the Eagles in both bets. I think the Eagles will not only cover the spread, but I also think they will win the game. I think Atlanta lost their identity with Julio Jones. Um, I think they do not have, I know Mike Davis is a running back, but listen, Mike Davis is ours first in San Francisco, right? Chip Kelly. Remember that? Mike Davis was there. He went to Seattle. I saw him play for Seattle. It wasn't it. I understand he's having somewhat of what they call a renaissance, right, in uh, in Atlanta, but he's not it, bro. He's not it. Um, so I don't know what they're going to do at running back. Ridley's a great receiver. Kyle Pitts dynamic for sure, but that's it. You know, that's, that's, that's what I see. They lost Alex Mack, Pro Bowl center, you know, so who's playing center? Um, so I, I, am not high on the Falcons. Um, Dan Quinn is no longer the defensive coordinator. AJ Terrell's a great pick. Um, a lot of injuries, you know, I know they got a lot of players back. Safety, Neil, um, linebacker Jones is maybe his name. Um, but I'm not with it. I think the Eagles, uh, even though their defensive line is a little old, um, and I just lost my screen here. Here we go. <laughs> Even though I know the defensive line is a little old, um, I still think they're better than the Falcons defensive line. And I think offensively, uh, you know, just how I talked about with Trey Lance, um, how I talked about fit, right? Um, even though the Eagles, uh, again, um, offensive line aged, um, Kelsey in the middle is still a baller. But, you know, outside of that, um, you know, what are we going to get out of the tackles? We're not really sure. But with the way that Jalen Hurts can run the offense, um, with the way that Quez Watkins can run 300,000 miles an hour, with the way that Jalen Rager finally decided, hey, this is how you become a professional NFL receiver, uh, the way he's come around. Devontae Smith, yeah, he's on that team too. No, no more Aguilar, no more drops, you know? So, so I think, I really think between uh, Jalen Hurts and... Um, those weapons. Miles Sanders is, is a great back. Boston Scott, excellent back out of the backfield. Um, I just think the Eagles will not only cover the spread, um, but I also believe that they will win the game uh, against the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, next, Jaguars at Texans. Hey, Texans, what's the plan, bro? I'm still asking what's the plan, but we got the Jaguars minus two, which is basically a toss up. You know, like it's a toss up, but I'm going to take the Jaguars. You know, I think I think um, and this is probably a great topic for another show, but Tyrod Taylor's a quarterback 
And um, Tyrod Taylor, if you want to know who's going to pick a number one overall pick quarterback or a new quarterback, look for Tyrod Taylor. Um, just look. Wherever he's at, that team is probably going to end up with a new quarterback the next year. Um, but I think he's a safe quarterback. I think he checks the ball down a lot. I think um, that's what Cleveland liked about him. That's what Los Angeles liked about him. He was a safe bet. He's a vet. Um, but he's not He's not going to win the game for you. Where I think Jacksonville is coming out to show teams that they're they're for real, that they're serious, you know, that that they are they are not Ohio State South, that they're an NFL franchise. And they've done some things for Lawrence to get him some weapons. Um, they brought in some receivers. I think Jones will be a, a heat will have a good year uh, with Trevor Lawrence. I think Chenault in the slot is a really dynamic weapon. Um, so I'm looking forward to um the Jaguars beating the Texans. Jaguars minus two. Yeah, I would I would I would take the Jaguars in the bet as well. Um it's actually at two and a half now. Um I think the Jaguars beat them by at least seven uh to ten points. So I'm not anticipating um the Texans to cover the spread at all. Um and I'm also picking Jacksonville to win the game. Chargers in Washington, this is a whew, a hard pick. Um, I'll be totally honest with you. I've done a couple shows already uh, with week one picks. And um, even though I have picked Washington several times, it's always hard. And even if you look at the the betting odds, right, the opening spread for this game was Washington, right, minus one and a half. And now it's the Chargers minus one. So even, even the betters aren't sure who's really going to win the game. Um, and I... I oops. On another show, I, um, you know, kind of went through and broke down some of the positions and, you know, every team has blue chippers, right? We got Derwin James, we got Joey Bosa, um, we got Montez Sweat for Washington, we got Chase Young, Fitzmagic, is it real? We don't know, you know, maybe it is, Justin Herbert. Um, but I think where I settled, um, where I settled and, and what I'll take, there's not really a spread, you know, that I, I, I think... The, the Redskins will cover the spread since it's at minus one now. Um, but I also think Redskins will win the game simply because of the running back position, right? I don't think I don't think the Chargers um, I don't think the Chargers um, have the running game. Obviously, Eckler is a running back. Yes, he can run the ball, but he is a pass catching back from my perspective. Um, he's in the Darren Sproles mold. And Darren Sproles has never been that that back, right? He was always uh, a compliment to a larger back um, like Pierre Thomas um, when he was with the Saints. Um, so I have the chart. I'm sorry, the Redskins. Oops, can't even call the Washington football team. I apologize. The Washington football team taking the game. Um, I have the Washington football team taking the game. All right, next we got the Titans and the Cardinals. We got the Cardinals at the Titans, West Coast going East Coast. Uh, I believe this was an early game when I looked at it before. Um, so we got the Titans minus two and a half. Again, I don't think the, the Cardinals will cover that spread. I don't think the Titans have uh, someone. And Chandler Jones is a great pass rusher. Um, but Derrick Henry is a big bruising back. 
Um, and I think the play action passing game just went um, overboard when you consider the fact that they now have um, Julio Jones and AJ Brown. I know they lost Johnny Smith, um, but uh, Ferkser, <laughs> Ferks, I like his name, Ferkser, um, is a is is shown during preseason that he is a an option in the middle of the field. Um, and I really think that the Titans just uh, the, the Cardinals aren't ready for prime time yet. I think again a lot of good pieces. JJ Watt, we're not really sure what he's gonna what we're gonna get from him. AJ Green, how does he fit into the offense? You know, he's coming from Cincinnati where he was that guy. Um, now he's coming to a team with uh, Christian Kirk um, and DeAndre Hopkins. You know, is he a slot guy? Is he uh, out wide? Um, how would that relationship work? You know, how will Kingsbury get him involved? Um, will he be healthy? You know, because that's the other thing with AJ Green. Um, so I have the Titans. Um, I do not have the Cardinals covering the spread. So I have the Titans both ways, both in the betting standpoint um, and also winning the game. Seahawks and Colts. Um, and again, this is another game, right? Opening spread minus one and a half for the Colts. I'm pretty sure that was when they thought Carson Wentz was going to be the quarterback. Um, now the current spread is at minus two and a half for the Seahawks. Um, so this was also a great, a great game. You know, when I think about just competition at every position, right? I think about Darius Leonard for the Colts. Um, I think about DeForest Buckner, right, on the defensive front. Um, they brought in Xavier Rhodes. I'm not sh totally sold on Rhodes yet. Um, so, you know, defensively, I think that's the only question mark I have for Indianapolis is the secondary. Um, but offensively, um, you know, again, it really depends on the quarterback situation. Um, Carson Wentz is definitely an upgrade over whoever else they might consider starting. Um, but my, in my experience being a 49er fan and <laughs> watching Russell Wilson do his thing, right? Mr. Unlimited <laughs> doing his thing. Um, it's hard to always bet against Russell, man. It's hard to bet against Russell Wilson. So I'm taking um, the Seahawks. Uh, I do not think the Colts will be within two and a half points of the Seahawks. Um, I could even, and when I say that, I don't even mean it'll be a blowout. I just mean like it could be a three point game and then they would not cover the spread. Um, so I'm taking the Seahawks both as a bet and um, I'm taking the Seahawks to win the game. Steelers at Bills. Um, Bills uh, minus six and a half. Um, a lot of hype for the Bills, a lot of offseason hype. And this game, I haven't even thought of what I'm going to call it yet, but this game is my upset. I really think the Steelers uh, will catch the Bills slipping. Um, I think the Steelers are a, a veteran staff with Mike Tomlin. I think they have a veteran quarterback with Ben Roethlisberger, who's out with something to prove this season. Um, I think a lot of people sold him short. And... I really think that um, he will bounce back in a big way this year. I think the addition of Najee Harris at running back will give the Steelers that balance that they lacked tremendously last year. You could see so much of their plays were doot, 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 
because defenses were basically crowding the line of scrimmage because they knew they could not run the ball effectively. Um, so I am taking uh, the Steelers in an upset. Um, and let's see, the spread is six and a half. I'm thinking of the spread, six and a half. I could see the Bills uh, covering that spread. I think the game will be close. Um, so I could see, you know, the Bills um, covering that spread, but I still think the Steelers uh, will win the game um, despite the spread. Um, so yeah, Steelers, yeah. Um, next week, next game of the week, I should say, excuse me, um, San Francisco 49ers at, at Detroit. And, you know, normally I'd be a little more concerned, you know, uh, West Coast team coming to the East Coast, playing an early game. Um, but, you know, right now the spread's at minus seven for San Francisco. Um, so obviously San Francisco is going to win the game. Um, I could see Detroit sneaking in a couple garbage time touchdowns to, to, to cover the spread. Um, but honestly, I think it'll be a 14-point game. Um, I think the 49ers can go up big. I think they can go up big early. Um, if they run the two-quarterback system, yeah, yeah, yeah. Run it, run it, run it, run it. Um, so I'm really excited um, to watch this game um, because I love all 49er games. But um, again, I, I'm taking the 49ers. Uh, I do not think Detroit will cover the spread. Vikings at Bengals. All right, we got the Vikings at minus three. Um, again, I've done a couple of uh, shows already with week one picks. Excuse me. And I'll say it every time. Skill position-wise, Dalvin Cook is better than Joe Mixon. Now, is Joe Mixon terrible? No, but that's just how good Dalvin Cook is. I think Dalvin Cook can run. He can catch. He can block. He's a he's a touchdown waiting to happen. I think Joe Mixon is a great running back. Um, I think Joe Mixon is a stout running back. I think he will have a great year. Um, I do not think he has the breakaway speed that Dalvin Cook has. Receivers, Adam Thielen. I think Adam Thielen is 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 better than any of the receivers that the Bengals have, and Justin Jefferson is definitely better than any wide receiver. The um, Bengals have. I know Jamar Chase um, was their overall pick, uh, their early first round draft pick, excuse me. Uh, and he's had a, a rough preseason. You know, he's got a bit of a case of the dropsies. Um, you know, Joe Burrow, we're still not really sure how he's going to come back from that knee. Um, he's not Adrian Peterson. <laughs> he's not going to come back and rush for 2,000 yards. Um, so I'm taking the Vikings just because defensively, I think, again, they're south up front. Their linebackers can run. Um, Harrison Smith is still an elite safety in this league. Um, so I'm taking the Vikings. Um, I Spreads minus three. So I'm taking the Vikings to win the game, and I'm also taking Vikings as a bet. I don't think the Bengals will cover the spread. I think the Bengals will, will lose by four, five, even possibly six points. Jets at Panthers. Uh, we got the Panthers minus five and a half. 
the Sam Darnold revenge game. Um, I think, again, I really like uh, what Zach Wilson showed in the preseason. And again, I know it's preseason. I know a lot of people don't put weight into the preseason, but um, I think he showed a lot of arm talent. I think he showed uh, different types of throws, right? I think he had that one deep throw um, in the hole, the hole shot as they call it. But then I also like the fact that he had a touch pass, right? over the. He had to get it over the linebackers, under the safety to the tight end. And I think that was um, elite quarterback play from a first round quarterback. Um, so I like, I like, uh, the, the spread is minus five and a half. So I would take the jets. I think the jets can keep it close. I think the jets could be within three, uh, four points. Um, but I do not think the jets will win the game. I think, um, Brian Burns is a, is a, is a, is gonna be, uh, if he does not win the sack championship or whatever they sack leader, whatever you call it. He will be in the top five in sacks uh, for the NFL this year. Um, I think offensively, Robbie Anderson will have a great year. Um, obviously, Christian McCaffrey, after sitting out last year, is coming back healthy. Um, so I I like the Panthers in this one. Packers at Saints. Um, and this is a really interesting line, right? Packers minus four. Um, it's almost like the Vegas still thinks Drew Brees is there, right? And um, is that because of how Jameis played in the preseason? Could be, you know, minus four. Um, considering a team who just lost a Hall of Fame quarterback without Michael Thomas and um, without Michael Thomas, um, they just, and I just saw this before I started the recording, um, they just released Latavius Murray because he didn't want to take a, a pay cut. Um, so really, we're looking at Alvin Kamara, and I have not checked the roster to even see who the rep the, the backup running back will be um, after Kamara. Um, but we're looking at a Saint Saints offense that is going to be very different this year without Michael Thomas, without Drew Brees, without Jared Cook, without Latavius Murray, um, you know, without Emmanuel Sanders. Um, so to see that the line, uh, even though the line did increase, originally it was at minus one, now it's at minus four, but to see the line where it's at, it's interesting. Um, I, I do think the Saints can cover that spread of minus four. Um, so I think the Saints, again, a close game. I think Jameis Winston will be good. I think Sean Payton, if he's smart, will um, run the ball. He will mix in Taysom Hill. Um, but obviously, um, just like I talked about earlier with uh, Russell Wilson, um, unless he's playing San Francisco, it's very difficult to bet against Aaron Rodgers. And I'm going to take the Packers to win the game. Um, obviously, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is who he is. Um, and the Saints, you know, Jameis Winston is who he is. So I'm going with the Saints when it comes to the spread. I think they will be within the, the four points. Um, but, um, I, I think they will cover the four points, excuse me. Um, if they take away four points from the, basically if they take away four points from the Packers, they will, they will have higher score than the Packers, but I do not think they will win the game. Uh, Dolphins at Patriots. Uh, so right now it's at minus three. Um, it was at minus two and a half before. 
when it opened, that's when they thought Cam Newton was going to start. So now that we have um, the Matt Jones, Matt Jones sighting coming in, and, 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 you know, I'll be totally honest with you, as a 49er fan, when they were talking about, oh, you know, Matt Jones, number three overall, I was like, oh, shit. Like, that is not, it's not what I'm looking for. That's not what I want. Um, um, so... Um, but to see how he ran the offense, to see, and this is one thing that I always look for, is something you see with Brady, this is something you see with Breeze, uh, this is something you see with Rodgers too, even though he's a little more of an ad-libber, but seven-step drop, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, release. Five-step drop, one, two, three, four, five, release. And I saw that from Mac Jones consistently play after play. Um, so I think... Uh, you know, there was a lot of hype about, you know, his processing and uh, his ability to read defenses and process the game. Well, he certainly showed that. So I am I am taking the Patriots to win the game. I am taking the Patriots in the spread as well. I do not think the Dolphins will cover. I think the Dolphins um I think the Dolphins have some weapons, maybe. Gasecki's a great tight end, you know. Will Fuller's not playing, but Devontae Parker has his moments. Um, obviously, they drafted Jalen Waddell, you know. Interesting to see how they incorporate him into the game. I know he has a, a relationship with Tua, given their time at Alabama. Um, to me, and I don't know if he's left-handed, if it's because he's left-handed, um, or whatever, because, you know, I, I, I've watched Steve Young throw the ball tons of times, but for some reason, like with Tua, when he's throwing the ball, it always just looks so weird. Like, it's never, he, I don't know how to explain it, but I just don't see, I don't see big throws, big game football out of Tua. I see a lot of short comebacks. I see a lot of slants and crossing patterns and bubble screens, um, but I don't see that um, intermediate passing game, past 10 yards, 10 to 15 yard hooks, um, deep ins, deep outs. I, I I haven't seen that from Tua as of yet. And I think Mac Jones has shown that he can do that. So I'm taking the Patriots. And I think the Patriots defense got a lot better. I think Judon is going to be uh, very good for them this year. All right, we got four more games and we can get out of here. Um, we got the Broncos at minus three. Um, again, I, I, I would agree with that. Um, I don't think the Giants will cover the spread. I, I don't think the Giants have a plan. Um, I think Daniel Jones, I like Daniel Jones, to be honest with you. You know, I think he's he's got gumption. I think he he's more mobile than people give him credit for. Um, but I, I, I take Bridgewater over him as a quarterback. Um, I think the Broncos have more talent at receiver. I think the Broncos have more talent on defense. We have Nick, uh, not Nick Chubb, Bradley Chubb. <laughs> and we have Von Miller coming back. Um, they have Sertain that they drafted. Um, Simmons at safety. Um, I think the Broncos will win the game. I think the Giants will not be within three points. I think the Broncos, uh, the Giants will not cover the spread. Browns at Chiefs. We got the, 
I don't understand. Okay, so originally it opened at minus six and a half and now it's at minus six. What are people seeing from the Browns that makes them think that they can compete with the Chiefs right now? I don't get it. Like, I don't get it. Um, I don't understand. I've had several people, you know, and, and it's still, you know, they pick it as an upset alert. You know, it, that's cool. But we're talking about Patrick Mahomes. We're talking about Andy Reid, right? We're talking about Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Edwards Hilaire. They even make Jarek McKinnon look good. He looked all right. He wasn't running in slow motion anymore. Like, it's crazy. Chiefs. Minus six. Minus six. I don't even see the I don't even see the Browns covering the spread. You know, I think there's some questions about OBJ. You know, is he gonna be the OBJ that made that catch? Cause that's really what everybody's been looking for, right? Is OBJ still that guy from the catch? Is he? I don't know. He could be. Maybe, maybe not. You know? Obviously Nick Chubb is a baller. Kareem Hunt is a baller. But what's holding them back? Mayfield. Not holding them back, but he's the key. But I don't, I'm not taking Mahomes. I'm not taking Mayfield over Mahomes at all. Got to take the Chiefs. Until the Chiefs are no longer the representative of the AFC, why would anyone take another team? I don't understand it. Bears at Rams. Got the Rams at minus seven and a half. Is this the largest spread of the week? Uh, Buccaneers at minus eight. It's close. It's up there. Now, I'll be totally honest with you. Um, before, and I don't know what the what the Bears are doing. Andy Dalton, I need to ask y'all what's the plan. What's the plan? But Andy Dalton is starting. You know, I think this game was actually going to be my upset alert if Justin Fields was starting. I think mobile quarterbacks give the Rams problems. Um, I think the Rams lost their defensive coordinator. I think the Rams lost their running back. I think. The Bears have a good defense. Khalil Mack still plays for them. Um, defensively, they still have a good secondary. They still have good linebackers. They still have good internal defensive linemen. Um, I think offensively, there's some opportunities. Obviously, Allen Robinson is a dog. Um, but, um, you know, they're starting Andy Dalton. So I'm taking the Rams. Um, I do think the Bears could keep it within. That's a large spread. So I do think the Bears could keep it within seven and a half, you know, with garbage time. Um, so I would take the Bears, you know, to cover the spread. But I do not think they will win the game. I think the Rams will win the game. I think Matthew Stafford will have a good game. Um, I got the Rams in that one. And our last game, Monday Night Football, Ravens at Raiders. We got the Ravens minus four. Uh, again, Raiders uh, are under a lot of pressure from the media. <laughs> I don't know if there's any pressure internally. I know Mayock, you know, put it out there. Hey, this is the year. Um, but um, I I don't think they have it for the Ravens in, in week one. I don't think. Uh, I know Waller uh, for Oakland is a, is a baller. Um, I know that Derek... There are a lot worse quarterbacks than Derek Carr. 
Um, but there are not a lot of quarterbacks like Lamar Jackson. And I do not think the Raiders have a game plan for Lamar Jackson. I don't think anybody has a game plan for Lamar Jackson. Um, obviously, we've seen him have some trouble in the playoffs where the field gets smaller. Um, there's more tape by that time in the year. Um, I think a lot of the struggles that Lamar is going through now are not his fault. I know earlier I talked about how great of a fit he was with Greg Roman, but I think we're seeing, um, at least in the playoffs, some of the same struggles that Cap had with poor play design. Um, I don't want to say boring, but you know, there's no ingenuity. There's no creativity. Um, you know, I think the creativity is in the running game um, where they need some creativity in the passing game. I think also they didn't do him any favors uh, when it came to the receiver talent they had. I think bringing in Sammy Watkins is going to be a good pickup for the Ravens. I think if he can stay healthy, obviously, but even if he's not healthy, I think he will be able to show uh, Hollywood Brown, right? Maybe he'll change his name to Marquise now and be less Hollywood, but I think he will show him how to be an NFL wide receiver. Obviously, they just paid Andrews a bunch of money. He's a great tight end. Uh, I just saw they signed Le'Veon Bell. I don't expect much from him, but again, he's a name that you can look for, picking up a couple yards, a couple first downs here and there, and he can certainly catch the ball out of the backfield. And again, another veteran presence um, on the team. Um, Raiders, let's see, it's Ravens minus four. I don't think the Raiders are going to be that close. Um, I have the Ravens winning by at least a touchdown. I think if the spread was up there with the Rams, like at seven and a half, I could see the Raiders kind of getting within that window. But minus four is just a little too close for me. Um, so I'm going to take the Ravens not only um, in the bet, uh, but I'm also going to take the Ravens to win the game. Um, so that was fun. You know, I, I, that was my first time really uh, doing, uh, I've always picked, uh, you know, wins or losses, uh, but I've never really looked at the spread and, and, you know, I recently learned about it and tried to understand it. So that was interesting. Um, but that is our week one NFL picks. Again, I got the, the Bucks, Eagles, Jaguars, Washington football team, Titans, Seahawks, Steelers, 49ers, Vikings, Panthers, Packers, Patriots, Broncos, Chiefs, Rams, and Ravens all having Victory Monday uh, this time next week. Um, a little preview for our next episode um, or upcoming episode, I should say, because I want to wait until week four to do my Super Bowl predictions. So stay tuned to the Big Block Sports Podcast. Um, week four, we will have our Super Bowl predictions. You know what they say. Uh, teams that start 0-3, instantly, they're, uh, not only their um, their chances of making the, the Super Bowl lessen, but their, their chances of even making the playoffs uh, lessen tremendously. Um, so week four, stay tuned for the Super Bowl predictions. Um, if you guys have ideas for content, if you guys have idea for topics, um, feel free to leave a comment, DM me on social media. Um, I'm everywhere um, you can find social media. So Facebook, 
Um, I'm even on SoundCloud, Big Block Sports, where you're hearing this audio recording. Um, and that's episode one in the books, Big Block Sports. And I look forward to a great NFL season. And whatever team you represent, may the odds be in your favor. Not to get all the, uh, um, what's the name of that movie now? I can't even remember the name of it. Uh, Mockingbird? Mockingjay? Um, Hunger Games. There we go. Not to get all Hunger Games on you guys. Um, but, you know, it's going to be a good season. And uh, Big Box Sports, we out. Big Block Sports. Big Block Sports.